Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am so excited to have today's guest with us. Michael Moore is a video expert who helps online business owners master their video content and attract new clients, which I know a lot of you listening struggle with videos and putting yourself out there. So welcome, Michael. I'm excited to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have this conversation and talk all things video. Yeah. So I would love to hear a little bit more about you, your story of how you fell in love with video and why you really love the video side of being an entrepreneur. I grew up pretty much with a camera glued to my hand. Like I always wanted to be an actor. I have a twin brother. So it's like, there's two of us, but we grew up watching Harry Potter. And so we wanted to reenact those scenes. All we had was our parents' height camera. It was like all on tape. And so we filmed everything, like reenacted every scene and pretty much just got really comfortable with the camera and like how to actually use the camera and film and edit and do all that fun stuff. But it wasn't until later that I realized how powerful video was. I started working with artists in LA and then doing big commercial campaigns for like Apple Music and Chevrolet. But what really took off was when I focused more solely on entrepreneurs, like people who are that actually had like a purpose and a mission and a drive to actually impact people on a real way, like a a, a tangible way, not just big brand stuff. And so that's where I really flourish now is helping other entrepreneurs with video. And so when entrepreneurs can actually embrace it, right? Like they can actually show up on camera, even though it's super scary, right? It's like the, the thought of actually like putting yourself out there is scary, but when you can finally actually embrace it, you start to become more visible and people can actually experience you in a whole new way that maybe like a post or a graphic might not do as well, you know? Yeah. People say that video builds the no like, and trust factors so much easier than just posting content and using your words does. Exactly. And nothing beats the human connection, right? If you were to meet someone face to face, that's awesome, right? But the next best thing would be video, right? Because you get to see the person, you get to hear the person, but then it's just this other hidden layer, right? It's like this emotion, this gut feeling that you get from watching this person and this gut feeling, this emotion is, it's kind of like, you know, like whether they're, they're telling the truth or not, right? It's like this gut feeling that you get from this person just because you're watching them and you get to like know them in a deeper way. And that's why video is so powerful. Podcasts are great too, because you're like, you're in someone's ear for an hour, right? Like that's amazing. And video is just that added component of that emotion that you get just by looking at that person. That's so true. And I know that you've said that you're an introvert. So I would love to hear like, did you struggle with getting on video and showing up in that way yourself at the start? Like when you started focusing on helping entrepreneurs with video, was that something that you had to work through some kind of mindset obstacles or were you pretty confident? Oh, absolutely. It wasn't something that's like, oh, I'm so great on camera. It was definitely something that I had to work towards like 
speaking in front of the camera. Um, but the biggest thing was just like almost not caring, right? Like I remember it was, it was a very distinct moment in my life. I was about 17 years old, I think at the time, 17 or 18. And at the time, my brother and I, we saw that Coca-Cola was actually doing uh, an audition. This is so random, but it, it's relevant to this. They had an audition and my brother and I were like, oh, let's go to this. Like, this would be kind of fun to do. So we actually show up and it would just be my brother and I that shows up to this audition. No, there were like thousands of people like waiting outside this building to do this audition. And when we got there, we were like, oh, there's no way we can compete. There's everyone that looks way better, that just seems way charismatic, super outgoing and fun. Why would they ever choose us? But in that moment, we decided, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Like, let's just be ourselves. Like, let's just be who we are, not trying to impress anyone because why would we even get the gig anyway? We have no prior experience whatsoever at all. And so we were just like, yeah, let's just be ourselves. Let's just have fun. And we did that. And, I, and I'm not even I'm not even kidding you. Everyone in there was laughing at us because like, not because like we were funny. They were literally like laughing at us because they were, people were thinking we were a joke, right? Like, why are you not taking this seriously? And so we were like spilling Coca-Cola all over the floor, not on purpose, but just like, just, we were clumsy. We were like trying to like beatbox and rap, even though we didn't know how to do it. Like we were just being goofy. And so we left that day and we're like, there's no way we got that. But we get we get a call that night and they say that we got the part. And we're like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> and so, you know, and, and so a big part of it is like, yeah, I wasn't that comfortable. I wasn't like great in front of the camera. I wasn't great doing all these things. But the biggest thing was just being myself. So what about you are you comfortable in? So that's like one of the biggest thing is like, what are you great at? Is there something that you're really confident? And usually it's the material. It's the message that you know that you want to share. And that is the thing that you want to use as a crutch right? That is the thing that you want to use and lean more heavily on if confidence on camera is not the thing that is just is natural to you. And so that's what my brother and I did, which is how we got that part. And for a lot of entrepreneurs is like, if you're confident in your message, like you have a message that you want to share, lean on that, use that as your support to be more confident on camera. Yeah. It seems like most entrepreneurs, when they get on camera and there's, you can tell they might be nervous, but they're speaking about something that they really connect with, like the confidence level just goes up slowly as they're going through it because it's something that they're really connected with. It's their message and they're in it. They're feeling it, what they're saying. Absolutely. And it's momentum. It's like, once you kind of get the bulk going, it's like, even now, like at first I'm shy talking. And then like right now I'm like super excited because this is something I love. And so when you can tap into that, something that you're passionate about, you get the momentum going, which doesn't completely erase all the uncomfortableness, but it pretty much lowers it like really low. And so if you're able to have that momentum going, that's your friend. It's just the matter of actually being like, you know what? I want to share this message. This message matters and I'm passionate about it. Then you have to make the steps forward to doing that. And then you'll, you'll start to have confidence, right? You almost have to fake it in, in order to like actually get that momentum going at first. And then you can start to have more confidence. And it's true. Cause I hear a lot of people say that they don't want to do video cause they're boring. Well, you don't have to do a video of you like making your breakfast in the morning. You can do a video where you're giving value and talking about what you love and spreading your message. You don't have to go on video to show every little thing that you do. I think about because most people probably see people like Gary Vee where he's super charismatic. He's really energetic, really loud and it seems like, wow, he's really great on camera. And if the camera turns on him, he'll just know what to say 100% of the time. And so we see that and we go, wow, like there's no way I could ever just speak off the cuff like that. But it's not about being 
energetic and loud and super charismatic like that because you see others like Mr. Rogers. I don't know if you're familiar with him. It's like he's your friendly neighborhood person, right? So it's like he was the most mellow, quiet individual, yet he was able to have huge impact. He even had an episode where he was quiet for an entire minute. Well, like really awkward and like just being very calm. And so you don't have to be loud and energetic. You could be just yourself. You could be to yourself, reserved. You don't have to be loud. You could just speak how you want to speak, but your message, right? The two that they shared together was their passion, Mr. Rogers and his passion for being friendly and nice and Gary Vee for entrepreneurship and almost like his hustle culture. But they have a message that they want to share. And if you can carry that through your passion, that's what's going to speak louder. Do you feel like practice makes perfect too for videos? Like if somebody's really struggling with stumbling over words, like is it practice makes perfect? <laughs> yeah, practice definitely helps, right? It's like if you do something for the first time and you judge that first time, no one would ever want to do something again. If you rode a bike for the first time and you fell and you're you're judging your experience of riding a bike because you fell, you would never pick up the bike again. And so we, we don't want to make the mistake of judging that first time we ever show up on camera. It's something that you definitely have to keep doing over and over again. But here's the cool part. So uh, when I was younger, someone told me this and I didn't believe them. But now I'm like, whoa, on the other side of it, I totally believe them. And it's you will love the way you look and sound on camera. You're not going to love it at first, but you will learn to grow to love the way you look and the way you sound the more and more you do it. And I found it now to be true. I'm like, there's no way in my mind I thought that I'm going to love the way I sound, right? It just sounds ridiculous. But eventually when you start to do it, you're going to see the way you deliver something. You're like, oh, I could do that better. And then you find the way that you love to deliver something and you're going to love the way you do it. And it just becomes something that becomes natural. I definitely really believe that the more you do it, you're going to get better at it. But the bigger part is not judging the first time you do it because that's going to stop you from ever doing it again. That's so true that if it's not perfect the first time then or you don't get the engagement or the reaction that you'd like, don't let that stop you. I'm the same way with podcasting. Like my first few episodes that I recorded, I was like, I, I can't stand the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to this. But the more I do it, the more comfortable I am with it. An important thing is to keep with it, especially if like, I, I know there's other ways and I really love other ways of marketing for sure. But the best way to grow quickly is video. Video is even now like, and your videos don't have to be perfect. It seems like, especially on social media, people are more resonating with videos that aren't perfect. They're more authentic and down to earth. And you can really tell that the person is a real person, not like a polished, what they want to put out in the world. Like it doesn't have to be this perfect polished piece of a marketing campaign. <laughs> and perfection, it's like, it's hurting you more than it is helping you because the way I see perfectionism, and by the way, I'm like recovering perfectionism. My background was in the filming and editing. I used to film and edit videos for others. And so it was like my duty to make sure that that quality of video was like perfect. That was like my job. And so for me to tone that back and be like, I don't need to have every piece of video that I ever put out to be perfect. And so what we see like on the outside, when we see like films and shows, we see the near perfect result of something. And so we think, okay, well, we have to make it that perfect. But that's the thing that's going to stop a lot of us from ever push pushing it out. Right. So for me, every time I record a video, 
I, at this point, I almost like don't care if I make a mistake. If I stumble over my words, I stumble over my words. If I didn't make any sense, I didn't make any sense. I just keep going. Like if I was talking to someone on the street or a friend and I'm just talking to, to that person and I share a story, I'm like recollecting a story that happened. Well, I'm going to tell that story to that person. And the next time I tell that same story to another person, comp- completely different person, I'm going to leave out some parts or I'm going to add more parts to it. The story is going to be different to both people. And so it's like, which one was perfect? Neither of them were perfect, right? It was just the way I delivered to that person in a different way that I delivered it to another person. And so there's no perfect in it. It's just a matter of just pushing it out there. But when we try to make everything so perfect, we want to make sure there's no ums, there's no like uhs and all this stuff. It's like we're, we're judging things that people aren't really thinking about. And funny joke that I make is like, you're not going to lose a sale or a client because you said um or uh or like you say like all the time, right? So it's like, you're not going to lose a client because of that. <laughs> It's funny you say that because the first few podcast episodes, when I sent those to be transcribed, I never realized how much I say so at the start of every sentence until I got that transcription back. And I was like, oh, I need to be mindful of that a little bit. But it's just my quirk, I guess, that that's how I talk. And that's beautiful too. When we see things like that, do we take that as an opportunity to almost like, oh, I knew I'm not good at it again? Or do we take it as an opportunity to be like, oh, I can improve the way I deliver. And so it's just two different ways of thinking about it. If you choose the first where it's like, okay, I knew I wasn't good at speaking and I I knew I sound like I'm speaking at second grade level right now when I'm trying to speak to professionals. When you're beating yourself up over that, then you're not going to want to keep doing it again. And so find the opportunities to be like, you know what, this is how I can do this better. And that's going to allow you to want to actually do it better the next time. So what would you say is the biggest mistake that people are currently making right now, especially entrepreneurs with their video content? This is great. <laughs> There's like three mistakes that I see a lot of entrepreneurs make when it comes to actually creating content. This is more around confidence on camera. But the first mistake is thinking that others know how you're feeling on the inside. There's no way that they know that you have butterflies. They can't see your butterflies. They don't know that your heart is pounding. They cannot hear your heart pounding. So we can't make the mistake of thinking that we know what they're thinking of us. That's the first mistake. The second mistake is thinking that we know what they're thinking. As in like, oh no, like I know they're going to think I'm not good. I know they're going to think I don't make sense. I know they're going to think that I don't know what I'm talking about. There is no way we're going to ever know what they're actually thinking. The reason why that's important is because when we start to flood our minds and our our like thoughts with they're not going to like me or they're going to judge me, we're going to actually take that energy into when we record our videos or go live or create a reel or whatever we want to do on video, we're going to take that energy into it. And so if we take that energy into it, then we're going to literally just show that on camera. Oh, like maybe I shouldn't say it this way because they're going to judge me for it. So I'm going to say it this way. And it's like, no, just be yourself and don't let their thoughts determine how you actually show up on camera. And the third mistake, which I think is probably the biggest one, is we see everyone on social media. We see the good parts of it, right? And so when we see that, we go, wow, they are so confident. They are so great on camera that we think that we need to match how we feel on the inside, meaning our nerves, our inner like peace, our insides match their level of their presence on the outside. So because we see them, they look so confident and they act confident. We think that we need to feel that exact same level of confidence on the inside, but that's not true. I've been behind a lot of high six, seven, eight figure entrepreneurs 
before they go on stage or before they record their content. And they are just as nervous as all of us. So we need to realize that, yes, they are nervous too right before they go on. But it's the level of commitment of actually stepping up on the stage or actually going live or recording that video. It's the commitment that helps them get over that hump. So then they're able to be and express confidently on camera or live. Those are the three biggest mistakes in terms of confidence and actually using videos. Because if you actually believe any of those, the mistakes or the lies, that's going to prevent you from actually showing up on camera. I think that's a big one is that especially introverts, like a lot of the top people that they maybe look up to on social media that are putting out video content, they're very energized and polished and bubbly. And they're just like, that's not my personality. I'm I'm just, I can't compete with that. So mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do video, which I feel like if that's what's holding you back from doing video, you're definitely doing yourself a disservice. Right. Most times we see it externally where we go, wow, you were so great at speaking. Whenever I show up on camera, I hope people don't say, wow, Mike, you are a very great speaker or wow, you're a very great communicator or wow, you're just so confident on camera because then then they completely miss the entire point. The point that I actually really want to communicate is the message. I want people to say, wow, I never thought about that point that way. Or wow, when you explain this tip, like this was like mind blowing. That was so helpful. I care more about what they're actually saying in the content more than how I delivered it. If you're struggle with like actually getting on camera because you feel like, well, I'm just soft spoken and I'm not super energetic. It's like, that's not the point. The point is the message that you want to share. That's what should carry you through instead of like having to think about, wait, am I really energetic? And did people get really engaged? It's not the point. So I love speaking about the confidence piece because I feel like that would definitely be a big one for our listeners. What is your biggest piece of advice for somebody who's just really struggling with the confidence of putting themselves out there or being themselves in a video. What is your best tip for them to start putting out content? Is it just to focus on that value piece and really their message? There's two parts to that. The first part that you just said was focusing on the message. If you're more concerned about your message more than how you look and how you sound and how you're going to deliver it, like you're actually focused on are the people that are going to watch this video? Are they actually going to understand what I am saying? Because that needs to be more of a priority than did I look good? And did I sound like great on camera? And so when we carry more of weight on them instead of us, then we're able to deliver more confidently on camera. The second bit is almost like a little tip that I, or a little thing that I do is that I try to flood myself with a lot of confidence before I actually tell myself, I am the type of leader that people love and are attracted to. I say that about myself because I need to flood myself up with a little bit of confidence before I actually show up. Like I tell myself, whenever I speak, people love to listen. So I say these things because I want to actually flood my thoughts and my energy with that. So then when I speak, it actually comes through through my content. It's like two things. It's like flooding myself with enough confidence, even if it's like two minutes. Or, or three minutes of like, just believe that I'm confident enough to do this. And so setting aside fear, the fear is going to be there, but can we just push it aside for like just five feet to the left a little bit and actually flood ourselves with enough positive confidence and actually go forward and then to focus more on the message. So it's almost like a two-parter where it's like message and also flooding yourself with enough positive confidence. I love everything you're saying because I definitely relate to a lot of it. Video has been one of my biggest struggles as an entrepreneur. Even the podcast, I felt like putting it out there, that it was something that I had planned for probably 
two years before I went ahead and launched it and, and had the confidence to actually put it out there. And I know that a lot of people do struggle with this piece. So and I love your Instagram feed. You have so many helpful videos and tips for showing up on video. Like I always struggled with positioning the camera in the right way. And like, mm-hmm. all, I got in my head about all the technical aspects of it. And you shared about um, lighting when you have glasses. I know that's something oh, yeah. that I've heard a lot of people talk about and something that I've always struggled with. I cannot take a selfie to save my life. So anytime I do a video on my phone, I spend so much time trying to figure out the right angle and get it set up that I feel like by the time I have it set up, I'm just, I've lost my message and I'm just totally exhausted from that process. I totally get it. Like the technical stuff is usually the, the one that hangs a lot of people up where it's like, if they can't figure out how to get the best angle and the best lighting, the best audio and all this before they ever press record, then that's what takes up the majority of the time, right? Um, for most people, they think, wow, recording videos just takes up so much time. But really, if you think about it, it actually doesn't really take that much time. The way I teach like even my members in my program is called the BU method, but pretty much very simply, B stands for background, and then U stands for Y-O-U, like you the person, everything that has to do with you, which is the camera, the light, and audio. But B, the background, is the most important part, which is like, wait, that's backwards. It's like, wait, how's the background more important? It's almost like setting everything up first. So the way I like to think of it is the path of least resistance. So when I have my camera set up right now, like right now I'm in a closet, so like this is the the exception to the rule right now, but typically everything is normally just set up. And so with a flick of a button, my camera is already set up. My audio is already set up. Everything is ready to go. So I have the least amount of uh, restriction, if that's the word, right? Yeah. Friction um, to, to actually record a video, because I know that if I get like hung up on, wait, is this the right angle that I want? Is this the right level of audio? Is this the, the lighting that I like? That's going to stop me from actually recording the video. So I just like to do it very simply, set it up once, and then it's good to go every single time. And you're actually going to find yourself recording recording a heck lot more content because it's already ready to go anyway. Uh, So what type of clients do you generally work with? I know you help a lot of entrepreneurs with creating their course content or their program content. Is that generally the type of clients that you work with? Yeah, a lot of them either have a coaching business or they have an online course. Some of them are service-based businesses where they sell services like graphic design, stuff like that. But a lot of them are trying to find ways to attract and enroll new clients through social media. And one of the best ways I believe is to actually show up with video because it's a great way to build that know, like, and trust factor and a great way to show your expertise and position yourself. And so I work with a lot of entrepreneurs like coaches and course creators, but a lot of my focus is actually, what do you actually say when you get on camera? Like, how do you outline that video? How do you get your messaging right? So you know what to say every time you show up on camera. And that, that's a big part of it is if you land on your messaging, that makes video creation so much easier because for me, that's why I always know what to say on video is because I nailed my messaging part. And so when you don't have the messaging part, then it makes it that much more difficult to create videos because you're like, now I have to start from scratch. It's like, wait, what does my audience want? Or what, what do they need? Or what should I be sharing? All that is almost eliminated because because you already have your messaging. That's who I tend to help the most. And I know that you have a free masterclass that looks absolutely awesome. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about that as well. Yes, that masterclass is titled How to Enroll New Clients with Video in Just Two Hours a Month. And pretty much I break down like some of the three biggest mistakes that a lot of course creators or coaches 
that they make when it comes to actually enrolling new clients in. And so I share that inside of that training. And then I show you my three-part formula to actually attracting and enrolling new clients. That's what that training is there for. And if you're interested in it, you can go ahead and check that out. We will definitely have that linked in the show notes because I do love video content. I think one other benefit of video content for your business, not just finding new clients and, and being more present on social media, but also the ability to repurpose it. There's so many ways that you can repurpose great video content into blog posts or email newsletters or captions later on for social media. Like there's so many ways that you can really capitalize on one video that you recorded. That's great. Like repurposing. That's why like I repurpose all my stuff for my emails, for other like captions. And even when I want to recreate another type of video, I'll just pull something that performed really well and just do a different spin to it, which is really great. Um, but, you know, videos tend to go almost like a little bit more viral. And so it's a great way to reach more people. Another reason why I love video, because for most people, because it is like this thing where it's like, oh my gosh, it's really hard to do. But th that what's so beautiful about it is that once you start to do it, there's like this other level of achievement that you get to experience, right? It's like, wow, I did something that I thought was hard and now I'm doing it. And there's more and deeper levels of growth that you get to experience as a business owner. What you thought was hard now became something where you found rhythm in it. And so it's like personal growth. That's what I love about video. It's like you actually learned to show up more confidently on camera. You learn how to talk about your offers better. You learn how to explain what, what it is that you do easier, more concisely. And so that's what video actually helps you to do on top of actually enrolling clients in and actually looking good on camera. I know a lot of people, like when you talk about video, are you talking about pre-recorded or lives or both? Um, cause I know a lot of people like doing videos is fine. Cause I can always edit and tweak. Cause I am a little bit of a perfectionist. So I do like to know that I can edit if I need to. And live video just terrifies me. So do you mostly pre-recorded video or do you love recommending live video too? My personal preference is pre-recorded. I just like to go that way. Maybe because that's just where I came from. But what I found is that when I do live video, and this is a great exercise, what I tell my clients to do is like just shut everything down one minute for 60 seconds, just start talking. Because for, for many people, we have a filter in our brain that's trying to edit everything out, right? We have this editing problem. We want to say it perfect. We want to make sure we communicate it the right way, the best way. And so we edit ourselves before we ever actually say it out loud. And what going live helps you do is to expand expand your communication, not try to edit it, but to expand it. And so when you speak for a, a minute straight, it could be about anything. Just talk about something random. You're looking at a shirt, start talking about a shirt and just keep going for an entire minute and just see how that feels for you. Did you feel uncomfortable? Did you kind of just flow? Did you talk about the pattern? Did you talk about how it fit? Like you, you're just going on and on and on. And that's going to build and expand your capabilities to actually speaking on camera. And so that's what a live aspect does. But Personally, I prefer pre-recorded content because you can edit all those bad boys mm -hmm. out. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. I did a uh, live workshop last week that ended up being me talking straight for an hour and a half. And it was fun. I do feel like it definitely helped. If it was pre-recorded, I would have probably like picked apart the content too much or um, like overthought some sections of it. And it would have been like almost too polished. But I feel like because it was live and people were on there, it was more intimate and I didn't have time to overthink things. 
Mm-hmm. But afterwards I was very exhausted because as an introvert talking for an hour and a half straight, it was, it was exhausting. So it's something that I do like, and I will do, but not very often. Right. And yeah, it's like, as soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and so I totally get it. It just pulls a lot of energy out of you. And so, yeah, that's why I love pre-recorded because you can just kind of go stop, pause, do your thing, drink some water in between and cut all that stuff out. And then you kind of have something that's decent together at the end and not having to be like, wow. Cause like the, the, my magic trick is like, I, I just go, I just record a video. I take out all the little mistakes. I add music and it looks like it was like a thousand dollar like production, you know? So it's like adding music and then, you know, just cutting out all the mistakes just makes it look so much better. So true. It's just so much easier to be happy with the finished product. So I would love for you to tell everyone where we can find you online. We're going to have everything in the show notes and I can't recommend your Instagram account enough, but let us know where everyone can find you. Instagram is the best place to see more tips and find how you can start to implement video. So my Instagram is at Michael Carl Moore, and you can send me a DM and just let me know if you have any questions around video. I'm happy to help and share and point you in the right direction. And make sure that you enroll in Michael's free masterclass because that is going to be awesome and will help you so much with creating video content. And I love how you also say how to enroll new clients with video in just two hours a month. That right there is like, I need to sign up for that. (laughs) A lot of people overthink videos and think it's like such a time consuming process. So I love that you have that as your uh, tagline for your your masterclass. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. I love everything you share around video marketing. So if anyone wants to learn more about that, Michael is definitely your guy. So reach out to him. Thank you so much, Tara. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at theterrorread.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.